Hello and welcome to another podcast of Born Star, Born Star, where you realize, where you realize you're a star. Thank you for tuning in wherever you are, whatever time it is, and welcome to the Star Pod. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about some very interesting things as we do every day. This is a podcast where you can hear about food, you can hear about the weather, you can hear about what you should be watching, and what you should be reading and what you should be wearing, and what you shouldn't be wearing, how to decorate your house, and how to enjoy your life. Also, where you can recognize you have star power, you're amazing, you're beautiful, you're handsome, you're everything you wanted to be and more. I'm here to tell you all these things every day, any chance I can, and I'm also here to remind you that you are in charge of living unapologetically and living loud. Living to be longer and stronger, and doing what you set out to do without explaining yourself or finding that you need to not live because you feel some type of way of somebody else. No, that's not living, man. It's not a TV show. It's real. Stop trying to make other people happy and enjoy your life. So let's get to the beginning of this podcast on this Friday. Oh, my God. The week went by fast. It's Friday, man. I can't keep track of time anymore. Let's like Week after week, it just goes by. Before we know it, it's going to be Christmas already, and we're going to be back at January. Oh, God. Please don't let it snow on the East Coast. Please. I don't want to shovel all the snow off my car. Like, I just don't want to. I'm not looking forward to that. Anyways, first part of our story, we're going to talk about writing books. Now I have three, right? I started writing them during covid One of them is about a woman who has been married for a certain amount of time, has kids, um, is at the point where she's recognizing she doesn't want to work in the field she's working in and she wants to make some changes. But she looks back on her marriage and her relationship with herself and she realizes that because of the decision she made early on, she could have maybe done something different but didn't get a chance to see that. The second book is about a character who basically lives their lives unapologetically. Uh, The theme of this story is kind of a eerie window into what happens when you don't care about what people say. And it's the opposite side of social media, like someone who isn't aware of what they're doing and they think everything is hunky-dory and okay because they don't care about what anybody thinks about it. And the final story... The third book is kind of a like it's a book about. So the name of this book is called How Not to Find a Career. And the idea of this book is stories about how you can get led on by education, led on by family members and friends and social media and just everything to tell you that you should do one thing. And that's all wrong. And that's not how you find a career. That's not how you find out where you're supposed to go. You got to have a path. You got to have drive. You got to have will. And you got to stay focused. Everything is placated upon something else. And it's just a book that gives you a lot of examples of what not to do and what to do and how not to get trapped or lost and how to stay focused. If you want to become rich, if you want to get in that 1%, you're going to have to bust your ass to get there. And you can't feel bad about living in that realm. If you're okay with not being in that 1%, you're going to have to understand there's a big difference between you and that. And it's a story about how we get to where we are and how if you want things to change, you have to chase that.
and capture it and change your own life and create your own destiny. You have to do it. Now, I have three books and they're all different. And I'm halfway done with one of them and I don't have that much to go on another. And I just started the last one and I really want to venture into writing and see where it goes. Granted, I'm going to have to get a uh, publisher and a bunch of other stuff. And I don't know how that's going to work because I don't have time to breathe. But, you know, everything works out the way it's supposed to. I'm happy that I was able to take more time to really get the words the way I want to have them on my MacBook and make sure everything is written the way you know, I see that it should be written. Writing books are, is very still like, like you're sitting there staring at the screen and you're trying to figure out the words, but you're trying to figure out the words in a way that makes sense to the story you're trying to tell. Like books are stories and stories can be based off real life or it can be based off of just some random thing you thought would be good. Whatever the situation is, it's got to captivate the audience and make them want more. You should be writing a book where the audience is like, God, I hope they write a second one because I want to read it. It's got to be like Fifty Shades of Grey Good, where you start reading that book and you can't put it down. It's got to be like that. That's how every author should write. And I think I'm tinkering with that feeling like because I want sex. I want action. I want the espionage I want the feel of like in my second book uh unapologetic I want the vibe in that entire book to be like why should you care and and I want that to be instilled off the first page caring for what that's the vibe of that book, and I want that to carry out to the last page to the end. And I hope that that resonates in that story, that you can live your life not caring, and no one says you can't live glamorously and and be fulfilled. The character in this book is just blind and shielded from reality that so many others face, and she doesn't care, and why does she have to? And in the first book, Elena, or Liana, sorry, Liana, is uh, trapped in her past, thinking that if she did something differently, she'd be able to change her future. And it's kind of sad and it's kind of beautiful all at once because you can't do that, but she still wants to. She's captivated by the fact that she has a family and that she got to have what she didn't think she could have, but she's saddened by the fact that she doesn't think she could change her journey. And these stories, I guess, are a part of who I am, and the reason I'm writing them is so that these situations I'm discussing can be heard and read. But writing is a lot. Like, it's a lot. Like, you really have to sit there and just go. And, like, I should have probably did more during covid but I didn't because I was working during COVID. Every like, we were working. So I'm gonna try to spend more time doing that when I have time off and when I have time to dictate to writing. And I'm gonna try to get these books done and try to see what I can do with these publishers and see where I can go. Hopefully to the moon and beyond. Um, it's fun and I'm so happy that I get to become an author. And dreams do come true when you believe in yourself. So believe in yourself and 
just note that anything can happen if you try. Next part of our conversation, capitalism is quite amazing yet annoying. Capitalism is amazing because you can make as much money as you want as long as you pay the taxes. And uh, you can have a salary of, I don't know, you can be in the top 1% or you can be in the the 99. And I'm not going to say the 99 is the bottom percent. I don't think it is. I mean, there is like very poor. And then there's like upper middle class and there's regular middle class. And there's like in between to all of that. But capitalism means that it's not being controlled by the government. And I got to tell you, I don't think it should be. Like the idea of everybody should be equal. How does that work when the people that aren't equal fought so they could have more? That, that, that doesn't work. And like China is a great example of a failing economy. Who wants to live in China? Like, the government controls everything. Like, no. They have a system set up that is ridiculous. Pass. P-A-S-S. Pass. No thank you. It's a communistic society. And it's a nightmare. So, while people want the government to do all these handouts and stuff, then there's going to be strings attached. And these people can't even figure out what to do during a damn pandemic. It's been a half of a year, and they're not giving the people in the United States of America weekly stipends or checks so they can survive during a goddamn pandemic. They, they're they not going to be able to know what to do with anything else that happens here. Do you really think being communist is going to help with that? So more people can be lazy and not do things. I mean, I get, it just gets me so frustrated. But capitalism can be good and capitalism can be bad. If we're talking about capitalism being bad, we should be talking about the fact that so many people don't pay taxes or don't pay enough taxes. If the top 1% paid the correct amount of taxes, and I mean all of it, then we wouldn't be dealing with situations where we'd be asking how we're going to pay for this. Um, Duh. How are we going to pay for this? How are we going to pay for these endless wars we're in? There's a question. There's a fucking question. I want to ask one of these morons. Like, hey, Mitch McConnell, where were you when they were like, let's spend $7.5 billion on another war? Why don't you people say anything, Nancy Pelosi? Like, the fact that I know they're stinking names is another problem within itself. But, dude, literally... The problem in this place is they don't actually care about American problems. They're so focused on other things. There's problems here, man. American citizens are being put on the back burner for some more bull crap. Can we stop focusing on fucking Afghanistan? Let's stop talking about China. Forget about Israel. Let's talk about the issues that we have in this country. Let's continue that. So the capitalism or the capitalistic mentality is fine when the fair share of things are paid off correctly. Now, I know some companies need incentives. Like I'll give you like Amazon is like a great example of that. They're going to get some tax discounts or cuts because they're employing all these people because they've come to where I live and they're doing that here. I understand that. 
But it can't be every company and it can't be every person. Unless you're doing something to help the community and to help the area you're in, you can't just automatically get a tax cut. Like, that can't be the thing. And we need to have these conversations. And the politicians can't hide behind shit and lie all the time. We need to have these difficult conversations and they need to be real. I I don't know if that's going to happen, but we can at least try. It is really annoying when people that have money don't want to deal with the fact that they're not playing equal ball. They already got the home run because it was given to them because they paid for it. That's not the same as actually playing a sport. It is not the same. So while capitalism is good, it can also be bad. Next part of our conversation, why do people always need to force their opinions like, oh, I know you want to do this, but you should do that. Um, Oh, I really don't care what you think because I didn't ask you for your opinion. How about that? Like, people are always trying to force their opinions on somebody and tell people what they're supposed to be doing. Because they don't have shit to do. And no one's telling them the reality of it. Keep your opinion to yourself because I don't care. Don't care. Like, you're so annoying with your stupid, I know this, I know that. I did this, I did that. I don't care what you did. You're not me. I don't need your opinions. I don't need your thoughts. I feel like people don't need to be bothered with this. Where another human being or another person, regardless of their race or age, wants to give you advice about something. If you're asking for advice, okay. If you're not asking for advice, then keep your damn opinion to yourself. And stop talking to me like I asked you for it. Like when people do that, I start singing that song in my hair. Da 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 da. And I just block out everything they're saying. Until they shut the hell up. Like, don't do that, dude. Pass. Because it's annoying. Like, who wants to hear that? Dude, if you want to force your opinions on somebody, it could be somebody. It just can't be me. Just saying. Just saying. Next part of our conversation. Stranger Things is so good. Oh my god, it just got better every season and I can't wait to the next one. Ugh, such a Stranger Things nerd. Um, I I really want to watch it from the beginning, but I don't have any time to do that, but I want to. I'm really considering it. I don't know what you think. My super nerd? I mean, I don't care if anyone calls me super nerd. I will wear that with a badge. I like being a nerd. It's kind of a good thing. It's like... I'm not part of these, I'm going to be elite people that think they're so special, and they're not. So being a nerd is more fun. Like, you know, about video games and comic books and a bunch of cool things that no one else knows about. I like that. You can take apart a computer and put it back together. I like that. I, I like knowing about technology and, and cool things and card games and all cool things. I like that. So if you're going to call me a nerd for that, call me one. And I'll wear it with a badge like I just said. But, um, I don't know. I feel like... Stranger Things might not come out with a new season because I haven't seen anything. But I know I'm seeing that. But how can I feel like Stranger Things is not coming out with a next season when Outer Banks Season 2 just came out? But I feel like Stranger Things is a lot further than that because Stranger Things is going to be out with, like, the fourth season. And Outer Banks just had their second season. So I, I don't know how they're recording this, but I'm assuming it's okay. Um, 
I can't wait to see what they do with Stranger Things. I'm just, like, fiddling at my fingers, like, come on. Uh, finished Lupin, by the way, and it was pretty good. It was a crazy story. It was very good. It reminded me of, uh, uh, that, that movie series, um, the one with the magic. It was very good. It was, like, Magicians, and it was, like, that, it was, it kind of was, like, Ocean's Eleven. It was really good. It was really entertaining. It really... It really hit the spot. Oh, now you see me. It was like that. We've talked about now you see me before. It was really great. Um, I really liked it. All caught up on all my shows. Um, that Hulu show. Um, the nine people, whatever. You need to watch White Lotus. I keep telling people to watch it, but no one wants to listen to me. But you need to go watch it. Um, next part of our conversation. Aside from the fact that I need to finish Lucifer. But I wanted to watch Lupin first and then watch Lucifer. But then I wanted to watch Outer Banks Season 2. So now I don't know what to do because, like, Lucifer has, like, eight seasons. And I'm only on, like, Season 5. So I've got to finish, like, three seasons before I can get to Outer Banks. And then when I get to Outer Banks, then I can watch another show, too. Like, ah, there's so much going on, man. Ah, there's so much. And there's not enough time. But I think that's going to be one of my, my shows that I watch solo. Because I watch shows by myself, then I watch shows with Skip. Uh, so between watching shows with Skip and watching shows with me and Benny, uh, yeah, I don't know. Let's see what happens. Next part of the conversation. Bad horror isn't good horror. Like, when you've got slapstick... I'm gonna get you. That kind of horror with shitty actors and bad plot lines, you're gonna get a dumpster fire. Let's not lie. And they have a lot of those on Shudder, unfortunately. Oh my god, one time I spent two hours watching this really horrible, horrible movie just because I wanted to see the end of it because the acting was so bad. It was like the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, but there's worse horror than that. Like the sci-fi horror when they do like the original movies. Dude, why? 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 And they do this shit on Amazon too. Please stop. They had some movie about some damn, uh, it was about, uh, some lady working at the train station in New Jersey. <laughs> that alone, I was just like, what the fudge? And then, like, she went into, like, this weird building at the beginning of the movie. And, like, the... Most of that movie made no sense. And then when they tried to do, like, the ghost, it was, like, some low-budget version of it. So, like, when the, um... When the movie was changing to different when it was going in and out of, like, now versus past, the past, and it was changing, it, like, the variation of the screens were really bad, and it was just so boring, like, oh my god, I, we couldn't even get through, like, 30 minutes of it before we turned it off, but, like, when they try to make, like, their own version of horror, typically it is shitty, like, certain places shouldn't do that, who has, uh, had great luck with horror, uh, last year I watched a lot of horror, uh, and I really was impressed with it, so, bravo Hulu, but, um, 
Amazon, I don't know. They need to work on that more. But like I was saying, bad horror is bad horror. Bad actors, the yelling is too much. The plot line doesn't make any sense. They've got some shitty storyline. Like, why are they hiding in the house? What the hell are they hiding for? Why did they want to go on this camping trip? Why the fuck does everybody in college want to go on a camping trip before they're going to graduate? Are you fucking kidding me? Motherfucker, if I'm going to graduate, I don't want to go to the goddamn forest to go camping. I want to go look at apartments to where I'm going to live at when I'm done graduating. Duh. Tell me how that works. Why is that never the story? And why when they're about to die, do they walk into the place they're going to die at? These are questions I have. Like, oh my God. Like, ugh. The characters are so dumb and they're always trying to go investigate why something is happening or they want to go see what the noise is or they want to try to go rob somebody and then they get a really shitty surprise because the person they're trying to rob is insane or they don't realize that the neighbor next door is insane or psycho they try to do some crazy shit and then they end up surrounded by some psychopath. It's just, it's never ending. It is never ending. Bad horror is bad. To make horror good, you need good, a decent actor. The actor doesn't have to be Leonardo DiCaprio, but it has to be decent, right? You need a good storyline, and you need to, like, make the movie in a place that captures the essence of scary, of horror. Like, come to Connecticut, go to Boston, go somewhere where you got that vibe, man. Like, Connecticut, like, if you go to, like, the Greenwich area, if you go to, like, where, like, Old Saybrook is by by the beach, you know. If you go to, like, those, like, beachy areas by um, Long Island, you've got that vibe. Like, this mysterious, like, eerie vibe. Like, do that. Or you could do it in California. Like, come to, go to places where you can get that 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 creepy vibe like Connecticut has it California has it like even some areas in New York has it like go to those places and make it there stop trying to make those scary movies in places where people aren't there like the majority of the people that live in the places is not a lot of them so come on man like and then they make all these goddamn horror movies in Texas like dude And typically the characters that they have in those movies are so bad. They have so much work to do. Like, take notes from Fear Street on Netflix. And and please try to be better. Because bad horror makes me feel bad. Like, because I like scary shit. And when it's bad, I'm just like, I can't believe this. Like, you spent time making this? How is this on the TV? How? By the way, HBO Max, I like being able to watch horror movies that are at the movie theater on my couch. Keep that up. I like that. Anyways, that is the end of the pod today on Born Star, Born Star. Will you recognize, will you realize you're a star? No, we'll do that again because that sounded bad. Born Star, Born Star, Born Star. Will you realize you're a star? Because... You know your star when you're listening to star because I tell you about all your star power. You have the ability to make anything possible when you believe in yourself. And when you believe in yourself, that's how you know you can do anything. Look in that mirror in your bathroom, on your phone, in your car, 
in the restaurant and know you can do anything. Know I believe in you. We believe in you. The world is your oyster. And oyster on. That's the end of the podcast today. I will see you next week. Thank you for tuning in as always. And have a great weekend. Bye.